0: it's a look at Romans so we've been journeying through the book of Romans and it's 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 probably the clearest most precise book in the Bible about the Christian walk and knowing God and all those important things that we should know how many of you've been reading Romans raise your hands how many of you read your bibles praise the lord so we've been going through this. Remember last week we learned three practical steps of how we can have victory in God. You remember that? The first thing is you have to know. It's very important that we have a good knowledge, a proper knowledge of God. And uh, we need to know that we were, when we first received Christ, we gave our life to him. Then we were baptized. And we were baptized into Christ's death. We were buried with him. And then we were also raised with him to what? New life. So when you know that, you're not the old person that you were at one time. Someone say this, I'm not that old person. Tell your neighbor that. You're not the old person. So quit acting like it. Right? You need to know you're not that old person anymore. And then the second thing that we learned about having a victory or victorious life is we need to count. Ah, 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 right? Remember that? Sesame Street. Some of you young people are looking at me like, what in the world was he doing right there? Anyways, so you need to count. And to count in the Bible means that something that is real or true. We need to count ourselves dead to sin and alive to God. And so when you begin to count yourself, dead to sin, it's real and it's true, right? And so you begin to walk in that and you know that that's positional, that's your position in Christ. And the third thing that gives us victory is we need to offer. We need to offer ourselves to God, amen? And so we learned that uh, we no longer offer any part of ourselves as instruments of sin, but instead we offer ourselves to God as instruments of righteousness, and God begins to use us as his instruments in spiritual warfare, through prayer intercession, through uh, being a, a light wherever we're at. Because we offer ourselves to God. Even in our families, wherever we're at, we begin to offer ourselves to God. And we have victory in the Lord. So this week, we're going to move forward in the journey. And our, our new life in Christ, we have to acknowledge the dangers of sin and appropriate our newness as children of God. We have to know and we have to appropriate that there are dangers with sin. And so we need to grab a hold of being free from sin. And so I titled this message, Five Reasons to Stay Free from Sin. And they're very, very important. It's, 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 it's vital. It's imperative for us to grab a hold of these Because sin will always be trying to entangle us. Sin will always be trying to grab a hold of us during the week and during the day. So we're going to go to Romans chapter 6. We're going to go to verse 15 in the NIV. So let me get there. Do you remember how Paul started out the the chapter, chapter 6? And he said, shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Remember him saying that? Shall we continue to sin because we're under grace? Every time we sin, grace increases more. And he, say, he said, no, no way. May it never be. Negative. Chale. Tamale. Right? Don't go there. And then he, t- he talked about how we get victory. But now we're in verse 15. He begins to go into a different place but he starts out with the same sentence he says verse 15 let me pray first father thank you for this second service lord and as always we just open up our hearts and our minds to your word we pray lord god that as you speak to us as we read your word um that we will just grab a hold of it that the things that need to change in our lives lord we know we can't do it in our own strength but because of you you can change those things as we submit our will to yours and I pray, Lord God, as I, as I preach this message, the things that I prepared, I pray that they'll be spoken clearly, Lord. The things that I maybe didn't prepare, that you'll just give them to me, Lord God, by your Holy Spirit. And that there will be power behind them so that there will be a difference made in every single life, starting with myself and all of us that leave this room and this, this meeting. We pray this in Jesus' name and all of God's people said, amen. amen. So he starts out and he says, what then? Shall we sin Because we are not under the law, but under grace. So that's pretty good to grab a hold of because it tells us very plainly, we're not under the law anymore. Amen? So don't try to live your life under the law. But he says, shall we sin because we're not under the law anymore and under grace? And then he says, by no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that is now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Now, I want you to remember something. When Paul started out this letter in Romans, he said, I am a bondservant of Christ. So he talks about himself in terms where he is actually a slave of God. And now he's bringing it to all of us for us to understand that we, we're going to be a slave to whatever our master is. If sin is our master, we're going to live in a sinful lifestyle. If God is our master, guess what? We're going to live in righteousness. Amen. Hit your neighbor and say, that's for you. (laughs) Verse 19, I am using an example from everyday life because of your human limitations. In other words, your your human understanding. Just as you used to offer yourselves yourselves as slaves to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness, leading to holiness. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of Righteousness. In other words, you couldn't do it. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads us or leads to holiness. And the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. Death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Isn't that some wonderful scripture? So I want to talk about five biblical reasons that we should stay free from sin. And I, I adapted my outline from a, a Bible teacher, James Boyce. It was a wonderful outline. So I grabbed a hold of it and I put some things, tweaked it, and I think it's wonderful. So reason number one. That we should stay free from sin is because sin enslaves. Sin is a horrible taskmaster. In fact, the, 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 the great author and great preacher, John Bunyan, he wrote a book that was one of the best sellers ever in, in, in human, humanity. Uh, his name was John Bunyan. He wrote this book called The Pilgrim's Progress. And he said this, one leak will sink a ship. And one sin will destroy a sinner. In fact, in life, there are many things that will compete for our allegiance. There are many things that you go through throughout the week. There are things that are trying to pull you in one direction or another. They want your allegiance. They want for you to bow down to them. Just like Adam and Eve had a choice of whether to eat or not to eat the forbidden fruit Our lives, we have choices every day. And every one of those choices has a consequence, whether good or bad. Whether positive or negative. We're free to choose. But not everything that we choose will end up in freedom. When someone says, I'm free to do whatever I want to do. You ever heard that? I can do whatever I want. I'm 18. Right? I'm 21. I can do what I want. I'm free. It's a misinformed statement because sin has the potential to lead us into bondage. The complete opposite of what true freedom really is. In fact, one choice, one choice can change your life forever. One night can change our lives forever. Amen. With sin, a one-time experience can lead to years or a lifetime of heartache or despair. Just one thing can lead us down the road. I was was talking to first service and I was thinking about, um, I'm going to bring some terms that you guys may know. You may not. So I was talking to first service and I said, you know, that when someone, the first time they light up a a doobie or a leño <laughs> or for those of you that don't know what that is, it's a, a marijuana cigarette. The first time you do it, you think, you know, there's really nothing to this. But years down the road, if someone gets addicted to it, then you find out that there is bondage that can come with that. And it could be with anything. It could be with, with and I'm not coming down on anybody and saying, you know what, you're doing, you're doing this, or you're smoking or drinking or what. I'm, I'm not, that's not my point. My point is that there are many things that are vying for our allegiance. It could be a cigarette. And, you, you, and, and And I was thinking about this, and have you noticed that when the first time you do something that can become a habitual sin or, or habitual, that the first time you do it's miserable? You know, they give you a dip of snuff and you take that and, I mean, you feel like you're going to throw up, you know, whatever it may be. And it becomes something that, and I, believe me, I, I'm, I'm speaking and somebody are saying, oh, my gosh, I feel horrible, you know, because you may be in this. But I'm saying anything that becomes our master, anything that becomes our master that's not God can lead us down a road of destruction. And so in that, it could be alcohol, it could be drugs, it could be the first time that you ever gossip. You know, when you're a kid, you don't care about everyone else and what they're doing. You just want to have fun. But then someone talks to you about someone else, and maybe you join into that, and you begin to talk about someone else. And before you know it, it becomes habitual where you just enjoy talking about someone else. Sin can become something that enslaves us, and sin wants to enslave us. And we just have to be really careful about that. And that's what Paul is is telling us is you want to stay free from sin because sin will actually enslave A person, the Bible says, because of the weakness of your human nature, I am using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness. And here's the thing about impurity, impurity, and I've said this before the Greek word right there is sexual sin, but it goes beyond fornication and adultery. It goes into homosexuality, bestiality and all kinds of perverse sexual sin. And so here, here, here's what you need to grab a hold of, is that you can never satisfy the lust of the flesh. It's never satisfied. You can never satisfy the lust of the eye. You always want more. That's why when people buy an iPad 3, a few weeks later, they want an iPad 4. And and you have an iPad 4, and then a few weeks later, you, you want an iPad 5, because you can never satisfy the lust of whatever it may be. Are you with me? Some of you are looking at me like, I can't believe you even mentioned an iPad. So as, as we, and, and lawlessness, lawlessness just is doing things contrary to God, whatever that might be. And so he says you used to be slaves to these kinds of things, and they led, which led ever deeper into sin. In other words, when you first start doing this, it, you might be okay, and you're saying this is fun, but it leads you deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into a place that before you know it, you're in bondage, and before you know it, you think to yourself, How? did i ever get here amen but the bible says now you must give yourselves to be slave, slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy when you were slaves to sin you were free from the obli- obligation to do right and what was the result you are now ashamed of the things you used to do de- i mean to, you used to do Things that end in eternal doom. You see, see, beloved, the Bible is clear about sin. It has an agenda. And its agenda is to put people into bondage. And that's why children of God should take it seriously. And and the reason that I think that the Lord really wants for us to grab a hold of this today is because I think that sometimes we don't take sin as serious as God does. Amen? Amen. And we get to the place in our life where we think, well, everyone is doing it, so I'm going to do it. And you think there's really not going to be any consequences, but the reality is that there is some dire consequences when we begin to entangle ourselves with things that are going to enslave us. Amen? Here, here, here's the thing. This is a love message. It's a message that God gives us. God doesn't want us to live in sin because he loves us and he doesn't want sin to have us and for it to become our master. Because when Jesus comes into our life, he breaks the bondages that try to destroy us. And there's nothing like Jesus. When we were walking or living in our sin, most of us were not concerned about doing what was right. In fact, most of us did not even know what was right because we were just living in our stuff. But now we're ashamed of the things that we used to do. I I was telling first service, and I think it's important for me to tell second service, when, when I was living outside of Christ, I was living my life, and I didn't even know that what I was doing was wrong. And so when I gave my life to Christ, and some of you have heard this, some of you have not, and I was at a party with a bunch of alcohol and drugs and things like that, and I walked away from my friends from a gazebo and to where my kids were playing at a playground, and when I walked over there and I looked over and saw all of my homies, all my friends, people that I love dearly, and I saw some of my friends making the moves on some of my other friends' wives and some of my friends doing things like that, the same things that I used to do, but that day I looked over there and I saw that for what it was because God opened up my eyes. And what I want for you guys to grab a hold of is that when God opens up our eyes to the things that are destroying us, and the reason I can say that they're destroying us is because the people that have not come to Christ in that circle, they have been divorced and their lives have been going through some um, uh, horrible, horrible consequences because of that life. But God had mercy and he allows for us to see what sin does. And that day I asked, there has to be more to life than And that's God's mercy, beloved. He begins to show us what that life does because sin will lead us to bondage. Sin will enslave us. And when we're thinking, I'm free, I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. The reality is if you pick sin over God, sin will tell you what to do instead of God. Directing you into true freedom. Here's the thing about our walk with God I'm free to choose whether I'm going to sin or not to sin. And because of the Holy Spirit that indwells each one of us, we're able to choose and we're empowered to do the right thing, something that we are incapable of doing without Jesus. Are you with me? Amen. And so I, I need to say this because I started out with three things that said I said, which I I don't ever want people to think, oh, man, I smoke, I chew, I drink, I smoke the doobie before the service. (laughs) Praise God you're here. Right? I don't want you to think that 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 right there is how God looks at you. Because sometimes we think, you know, God's looking at us and he wants to drive a sledgehammer on us because we're sinners. No, the sledgehammer went on Jesus so we could be set free. And our righteousness has nothing to do with how we behave. It has everything to do with how we believe. Amen. And when you understand, what's, when you understand sin the way God understands sin, you understand that it's not fun, but it actually is a, sla- uh, a taskmaster. It's a slave master who wants to own us. Amen. Amen. Reason number two that we stay free from sin is because sin leads to death. The Bible says, don't you realize that you became, that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can become a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. You know, sin is so deceiving because it makes doing wrong seem attractive. Have you noticed that, that whenever you're, (laughs) think about it, when you're living in that sinful life, you're not thinking, man, this is horrible. Most people are like, man, we're (laughs) partying. And you look at other people and you're saying, they ain't having no fun like I'm having fun. No, think about it. You have to grab a hold of this. Sin disguises itself. It has a mask that makes it seem very attractive. But what it does not tell you is that it's leading you to death. In the 1960s, there was a movement that came about. And people used to drive those nice Volkswagen Vans. You know what I'm talking about. You know? And they'd open up the doors and a lot of smoke used to come out. Now, I don't know what was going on inside of that van. But they'd be coming out like this. Groovy. And they emphasize, we're free to do whatever we want to do because it's free love. groovy dude but what you found is that it wasn't free love it actually cost a lot because there was a lot of sexual immorality that began to develop a lot of sexual sin a lot of drugs and it went from smoking to maybe a doobie to maybe, maybe dropping a hit of acid or LSD and then you'd really be tripping you'd be leaning this way But sin leads people. Some of you are really laughing like if you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) But the reality is that sin disguises itself, but it really leads people to death. Where Christ is open that he went and he died so that we could be free. So that we could have a real fulfilled life. Christian, let me tell you something. Young Christian, can I tell you something? When you're leaning in your chair going, what's he talking about? God will never disappoint you. It is a blast serving Jesus. There's nothing greater than walking with Christ. And when, what you find if you choose the other way, and some of us have chosen the other way, and we, we can live to talk about it. Some people have chosen the other way, and they're not living to talk about it. Amen? Are you with me right there? Some of us, we can talk about what that other life, when we obeyed and we were slaves of, of sin, we can talk about what that did to us and how it destroyed not only our individual lives, but have you noticed that sin doesn't only destroy, hear me now, I want you to look up at me real quick. Everybody, look up at me. Sin doesn't only destroy your individual life, beloved. Sin destroys your family. Sin destroys your friends. Sin destroys everything around you. I'm just looking at this television right here. I mean, I'm looking at this screen now. I, I mean, it's not hurting anyone. I'm just looking at these pictures of, you know, these naked people. And I'm, it's not going to, because I'm free. It's not gonna hurt anyone. When your wife or your husband, because there are even women that can get enslaved to pornography, and you 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 get enslaved there and and it's got a bondage over you and and before you know it, you're sneaking things. And when people it's funny because when you're looking at those things, you sure don't open them up and say, hey, 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 honey, come over here. I want to show you what I'm looking at. What do you think about her? Don't think about it. Or, 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 or a woman, you know, it doesn't happen a lot as much for women, but the women do get enslaved to pornography. Hey, honey, what do you think about him? Huh? Because you'll be dead. Sin leads to death. It destroys. The Bible says, what benefit did you reap at that time from the things that you are now ashamed of? Those things... Result in death. And can I say something, beloved? Can I, I think it needs to be said. And, and, and for some of you, you've just received Christ. Some of you are just beginning to walk with God. It's a new thing. I mean, you, you, you're coming out of that life. And, and so you're progressively, I mean, God is beginning to take things away from you. And, and some of the things are going easy. And some of the things are difficult to get rid of. And so, I mean, you're, let me just tell you right now, you're in Christ. And even if you've been walking with God for a lot of years, You're in Christ. So your righteousness comes through Christ, not through you. We settled that already. Amen. But when you are positioned in Christ, you begin to walk out your life from his position. You're not a sinner anymore. You're a saint. You're a holy one. You're a holy one. And you begin to walk out that that position and you begin to live it out. As Jesus directs us, out from death and into life. Because remember, you, you came and you accepted Christ. And you came before everyone. And you, you went into the, you said, I'm going to get baptized. So you went into the water. And you went into that water, into Christ's death. And you were buried with Christ. And then, and then you were raised out of the death into a new life. Today we had one person in the morning that was baptized. And they publicly declared that Jesus Christ is my Savior, yesterday we had 10 in Reddington. Now, here, here's the thing about that is we, Judy invited us over there and, and, and the family, and we knew we were going to be baptizing around 5. But it's amazing because the Holy Spirit started working and people just started standing up and saying, I need Jesus. Is there room for one more? Let me get baptized. And so right there in a trowel that's, that's for watering animals. But this is so awesome because I, I, I told Judy, look at Judy. Right there, they put this concrete trowel, and right on the middle of it, it said, Jesus I was like, wow. And four generations, this is how awesome God is, four generations were baptized there that day. And they came out of death to a new life with Christ. But I want to say something to you that's so important, beloved. If we can still go back and live in the same place that God took us out, there's something not That's what Paul is saying right there. You're not the same person anymore. You were slaves to sin. Not, you were ashamed of that life. See, when I think about my old life, when I talk about who I was before, can I tell you, I don't think and I say, whoo man, I was a hottie patottie. <laughs> I think to myself of how much of a jerk I was without Jesus, how I was empty how I needed something because I had a void in my heart and my life did not have meaning because everything I did was for me and it never fulfilled me, only Jesus did. He took me from death to life. And now I understand what true meaning in life and it's a relationship that we can have with God. So I'm, I need to tell you guys something. It's, it's progressive. I, I know that some of you guys, you know, you're you're still going back into that environment, and 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 here the Holy Spirit begins to he begins to check us, and and you begin to say, well, I really don't fit. One of those things just doesn't belong here. One of these things just isn't the same. I think it goes that way. Can you tell me which? Person just doesn't belong here. It's the Christian. You're not supposed to be there. Amen? You don't belong there. You're a child of the king. You belong in the king's court. You belong amongst God's people. And the only time that you go out of that is to bring people out of the pits of hell. My best friend got saved and and the Lord gave him a vision. He said he gave him this vision and the vision was he saw himself. And that's an important call right there because Ed never gets a call. So he, uh, um, he got this vision, and in that vision, he, we, were, we were on a cliff. I was in it. Thank you, Lord, for putting me in it, on this side. I was on the cliff with him, and we were, he said, we were pulling people out of a lake of flames, whatever that means. So you see, beloved, the only time, the only time, and I know we don't talk about hell very much, is, you know what, can I tell you? None of us want to go there. Amen. But that doesn't, that doesn't draw a, a, a believer to Jesus. It's not trying to get away from hell. It's finding out that God loves us. The love of God changes us. Not the fear of hell. It's the love of God. But, but the only time that we should be going into places very few and far between is to bring people out of that life that we were once in, so they can be set free. Amen? Reason number three, that we should stay free from sin, is because Christ delivers us from slavery to sin. Before Jesus became our Lord and Savior, we were slaves to sin. Each person has a sin-led tendency. We all have them. There's something that draws us. You know what it is. It's something that you don't want to do. It's something that you don't like living in. Before you came to Christ, you were at that desperate place. You were at that place in your life where you're like, I can't take this anymore. It might be around that throne called the toilet throne. I won't do it again. Never. And you get to that place that you don't want that in your life. You were a slave to it. So many places that were drawn. not those people anymore. Because Christ when he saves us it's not like Jesus came and Sai and got, you know we had Cy Miller get baptized and he said okay Cy praise God praise, praise me Jesus I'll see you later you're on your own go ahead and do your thing you're going to do well he leaves. But Jesus doesn't operate that way. Jesus continually, continually works on us, and he sticks with us, and he stands with us because he wants to continually free us from being slaves to sin. Jesus is a bondage breaker, and he and he comes into our life, and, and he doesn't leave us. Have you noticed that, that you're walking with God, and, and he doesn't leave us? He sticks closer than a brother, and he's not only our master, but he's also our friend. And he comes, and he, and he reaches out to each one of us. So, yes, Judy. He reaches out, and he, and he says, I will never leave you. I will be faithful to the end. And we can rejoice in that because he loves us. And he knew who we were before he found us or before we recognized that he found us. Because he knew you. He knew us. Think about how huge this is. He knew us when we were there on the mama's lap. He knew us when we were in the womb because we're fearfully and wonderfully made. There's no one like you. Dude, there's no one like you. <laughs> there's no one. And, and so Jesus, he, we, why, do, why do we kind of, we, we, we make it an emphasis to be free from sin? Because Jesus does not want us to be slaves of sin anymore because he knows how much sin will do to our lives. Damage and not good. And so he comes into our life and he begins to pull the garbage out. He begins to pull that garbage out. He does not want for us to live in the garbage anymore because you're not a garbage disposal. You're a child of the king. Amen. Amen. I got to walk way up there. <laughs> so we begin to grab a hold of that. I'll run over here. That we're not slaves to sin anymore. Because Christ delivers us from slavery. The Bible says, but thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart. And that's that's so important. It's one thing to know something in your mind, intellectual, but it's another thing to take it into your heart where it becomes a part of who you are. When you love someone, you love them from your heart. Jesus said when you forgive someone, don't forgive them with your mouth and with your mind. He said forgive them from your heart. Let it visit there. When, when you forgive someone from your heart, you actually, you revisit what they did to you and it hurts. And you let it out and you say, God, I give them to you. When you begin to obey the things of God, you obey from your heart because it's touched you all the way to the core of who you are. And can I tell you something, beloved? Can I tell you from my own Life that Jesus came and changed my heart. Before he ever changed my actions, before I could say, I changed the way that I live, uh uh-uh, Jesus changed my heart so that we can give an allegiance to his word because can I tell you, the word of God never changes. It's always the same. And it's always leading us to do the things that honor him. He said, you have been set free from sin and you have become slaves of righteousness. But we have to make Jesus our Lord. See, we, we all want him to be our Savior. Save me, Lord. Save me from Save me from, you know, that bad word, L. Save me from that. And he will and he does. But he, he is also our Lord. He's supreme in authority. And we got to submit ourselves to him. And can I tell you something, beloved? In the American church, we're missing that. Because we're making Jesus our Savior, but there's no change in lifestyle. And the the reason that that happens is because we have not made Jesus our Lord. Think about how Jesus, when he walked on the earth, he said, I didn't come to do my will, but I do the Father's will. And when we begin to walk with Christ and we really grab a hold of who he is, then we will not only make him our Savior, but like Thomas said, my Lord and my. Because, beloved, Jesus is worthy of our allegiance because he is God in the flesh. And when we allow for him to break bondages, and, beloved, I'm telling you right now, I know that in each one of our lives, there's something that's trying to destroy us. You know what it is. I know what mine is. I have an enemy that hates my as I say it all the time, stinking guts. And he'll work as hard as he can to try and destroy me through any sin that I will grab a hold of. And when I understand how severe sin could be, because not only will it destroy me, it'll destroy a lot of people around me. I begin to understand, hey, I'm going to stay free from sin because Jesus is my healer and he's a bondage breaker. Reason number four that we stay free from sin there's been a change in ownership and it brings a change in authority. There was a time in our lives that we were owned by sin. When you play sports, there's a, there's a saying in sports, and, and in sports, or maybe wrestling, uh, whatever it may be, whatever you're doing, there's a saying that, you, that that someone will say, I own you. We own you. And what that means is we, you can never defeat us. I own you. My team. We own you, guys. Before we came to Christ, sin owned us. We could not defeat sin. But there's been a change in guards. There's been a change in authority. You see, sin doesn't have the final word. Jesus has a final word. And instead of sin telling me what to do, Jesus has all authority to tell me what to do and where to go and what to listen to. The Bible says, But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. The Bible becomes our guide. guide we begin to live by the word. And as Jesus said, and I'm, I'm, I'm just about wrapping up, as Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The way that we know that we're following Christ is this becomes primary. The word of truth becomes primary. And when the word of truth becomes primary, you're going to be walking a life of freedom if you allow for that to be your guide. And you live by it. In fact, I put down, grace living will always lead people to obedience. Obedience to God's word lived in and through grace will always recognize truth. How do you recognize truth? Because you see it in the word. And truth will always set people free. Reason number five. Last reason that we should stay free from sin. Obedience to God leads to righteousness. Our right standing with God is in Christ. We've already established that. That's settled. We can't add to that. But grace living leads to an obedience which we are simply incapable of when we are outside of Christ. When you walk in the grace of God, There is an obedience that begins to work in us and through us because of Jesus and because of the power of the Holy Spirit. You are incapable of doing that outside of Jesus and outside of grace. So that's why Paul said, you need to know that shall we sin so that grace may abound? Never. Because grace abounds, we should not sin. The Bible says this, and I'm going to end with this scripture. The Bible says this, having been freed from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. I'm speaking in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, resulting in further lawlessness, in other words, it kept on going, kept on going, kept on going. So now present your members as slaves to righteousness. Do you understand that there's a part that we play? That we, we have to, we have to appropriate this. We have to begin to live this out. Okay? You're in Christ, but you begin to walk it out. You begin to live it out. And it results in sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin... You were free in regard to righteousness. In other words, it wasn't there. It was non-existent. But we're not those people anymore, beloved. Because Jesus paid the price. The gospel is the power of God that leads people to a salvation which has the power to break the bondage of sin. The gospel of grace never leads people to sin. The gospel of grace empowers people out of it. And just like Moses went to Egypt and he freed the Israelites, Jesus went to Calvary and he freed the sinner. So that we would not live in bondage anymore. And and, and just thinking about that, ooh, that... Guess what the Israelites would say and murmur when they were going out with Moses? We were better off in Egypt. Right? We were better off when they were were enslaving us. And when they were were in Egypt, they were like, this is horrible. God, help us. It it, it really teaches us something, beloved. When Jesus comes into our lives and he, he begins to pull us out, Something in us will always say, maybe it it was better back there. Uh Uh-uh. There's nothing back there. Go forward with Christ because there's only goodness in Jesus. Are you you grabbing a hold of that? I want for everyone to bow their heads and we're going to begin to worship the Lord and And as we go into this this last worship song and sing about how Jesus breaks the chains and there's power in the name of Jesus, here's what I would like for us to do. First, I'd like for us to stand, okay? And then I'd like for us to trust I'd like for us to trust Jesus. And whatever whatever it may be in your life, whatever it may be in your life that is trying to keep you bound and not allowing you to be everything that God has made you to be, I want you to begin to speak that out and bring it into the light and out of the darkness and let Jesus begin to move in your life. See, beloved Jesus wants to set us free. Jesus wants to set us free. And then what I want to do is I'm going to have the elders and their wives come up right now. And we're going to have prayer time. If you want prayer, they will be available for you and you can come and you can bring things to them. But more than anything, I don't want anyone more. And forget about me. God doesn't want anyone to leave this place bound. He doesn't want for you to leave this place enslaved. He wants for you to leave free. Free. So for those of you that just... Maybe you're okay, you're doing, worship God. Let's just ask the Holy Spirit together to move in a mighty way and change some hearts and change and break the bondages and the chains that are keeping anyone down today.